0: Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and all things paranormal. This is episode number 29, so I want to thank everybody for their support, for their listenership. Next week, we're going to do big episode 30. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for it yet, but I want to do something special. But today, we are going to discuss Cursed books and books that have an ominous history, because I thought that would be kind of fun, something a little different, and uh, let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off with, I guess, more of an urban legend type book. Um, It was reportedly originally from Japan, and it is called Tamino's Hell, and it allegedly is a cursed poem written by a Japanese writer. And if you read this book out loud, apparently you will suffer some form of terrible tragedy. There are reports ranging from excruciating headaches to house fires and even some deaths. So read Tamino's Hell at your own risk. The next book is called The Lesser Key of Solomon and it was rumored to have been written in the 17th century and the book contains passages on how to summon the undead and demons and basically how to have them do your bidding. Curses and hexes are also included and even how to become invisible to the human eye. The book has been known to turn pages on its own And fly across the room, and terrible circumstances befall those who own it. Strange whispers and shadow creatures have also been reported by those who have dared to own this book. So, own at your own risk. (laughs) Um, The Voynich Manuscript is up next, and this book was supposedly written in the 15th century, but the text within it is a completely unknown language. It's known as the world's most mysterious book. It's approximately 240 pages and it contains very strange illustrations. There are theories that the text was actually written by aliens and anyone attempting to decode it will be cursed. It's actually currently kept in a vault at Yale University, so. I don't know how exactly you'd access it, but hey, if you want to go to Yale and say, I'd like to crack the code, do that at your own risk. (laughs) There is the Book of Soiga, which is a Latin essay about demonology written in the 16th century. Only two copies exist, and it's full of like dark incantations and text on how to summon demons. Um, Scholar John Dee owned a copy, and he spent his entire life trying to decipher it. He got all the way to like the last 36 pages, and then he hit a wall when he was trying to decode it. And the word is that he went insane, and even hired a medium to summon the archangel Uriel to help with the translation. The books were lost until they were rediscovered in 1994. Now, obviously, scholars are curious to compete with John Dee's work, or I'm sorry, complete it, but um, there is said to be a curse attached to the book, and anyone who completes the decoding will die within three years. So uh, that's not anything I'm going to attempt to decode, and I don't recommend you do either if by some chance you get your hands on the one of two copies in the world. There is the Grand Grimoire. The Grimoire is essentially like a book of spells, like a witch's spell book. And this was also written in the 16th century. And it was allegedly written by a man possessed by the devil. It's actually nicknamed the Gospel of Satan. And it's known as the most powerful text for those seeking to summon Satan or Beelzebub. Just reading the book alone allegedly commits your soul to Satan, and it's considered so dangerous that the book has actually been locked in a vault in Vatican City. So that shows you how serious some of this really is. There's the Untitled Grimoires, which were a little more modern in 2013, an online bookseller sold two mysterious handwritten spell books for, this, $13,000. The very first page of this book explicitly states, To those not of the craft, the reading of this book is forbidden. Proceed no further or justice will exact a swift and terrible retribution and you will surely suffer at the hand of the craft. Now, uh... I, personally, would stop at the first page. Uh, Grimoires are really meant to be destroyed after the death of the witch who originally wrote the books. And these books were known to be written by a high Wiccan priestess by the first name of Persephone sometime in the early 1960s. And she was feared by locals in her time. And allegedly these grimoires also contained spells thought up by her mother. And there are texts on how to summon demons and even how to perform an exorcism in the case that something goes terribly wrong when you attempt to summon whatever energy lies within this book. So be careful. There's the orphan story, which I find really interesting. It was a story written in the 16th century. There's something about the 16th century (laughs) by a monk who broke his sacred vow. And it wasn't even published until 2018. The reason it took 400 years to fully publish this book is because any previous attempt to publish it brought death to anyone involved in the project. And a Peruvian academic rediscovered the book in the early 1960s and she attempted to have the book published then, but was ultimately spooked herself when she realized how many people died of sudden illnesses or even car accidents when they were attempting to bring the book to print. So, somebody just recently finally had the courage to print the book. Now, I'll be curious if there are any follow-up stories attached. And you know I will let you know if that's the case. And finally, we're going to end on a book you've probably all heard of from the Evil Dead films, The Necronomicon. (laughs) Um, Also, of course, it was was originally a fictional book referenced in many H.P. Lovecraft stories. And as the popularity of Lovecraft's work soared, publishers decided to make a physical copy comprised of real incantations on how to summon demons and fill them with like illustrations which were inspired by Lovecraft. It even uses his made up demon Cthulhu. However, this is a case where life imitates art, or should I say the afterlife imitates art, because I was actually warned firsthand by a demonologist friend never to own this book or read it because just having it in your possession makes it charged with a demonic energy, which can be unleashed in your home. Because the reason being, by basing this on real life rituals and incantations, the book is very dangerous in and of itself. So just having it on your bookshelf can open you up to like a world of potential demonic infestation and uh, all kinds of stuff you don't want. So please, if you see it in the bookstore, don't pick it up, don't own it. Don't buy it because I don't want anything negative to happen to any of you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. It's a topic that I found kind of interesting and, uh, well, very interesting. And hopefully you did too. Next week, we're going to have our big 30th episode. Again, I'm not sure what we're going to do, but we're going to do something special. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I could not have gotten to 30 episodes without people actually interested in what I'm talking about. So thank you very much. I'm Brian Hobson for Footsteps in the Attic.